Hello and welcome to another week of the rankings as we march towards the postseason for the college football playoff. I'm Rachel Barbeau. I'm your host. Make sure every single week, as we mentioned, that uh, that you get in your questions. I took a number of your questions and uh, and worked them into what we're going to ask the chair tonight, Rob Mullen. So right now, let's do that. Let's welcome in Rob Mullins, the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee. Hello, Rob. How are you? I'm doing great, Rachel. How are you tonight? I am doing fantastic. Um, so the country is spoken, uh, and they there's questions they have. And I always say on this uh, on this fun little interview that we get to do, I feel like I'm a little bit representative of everybody that's going to go to their water coolers tomorrow and great. try argue for their team and argue the way that this actually happens. And so um, speaking of arguing, let's just start here. Inside that room, if there is a committee member that doesn't agree with how things are ranked, what is that process like? How many people do they have to convince to go with them? Is there a re-argument? How, how does that work, Rob? Well, obviously, there's a lot of debate and discussion, and maybe even some argument uh, along the way. But I think what you're asking is, once we have a ranking, can someone say, hey, that doesn't look right? Absolutely. So a person can propose a revote, um, and they need three other members uh, to agree with them. So four total uh, to, to initiate a revote. And do you have those often? I mean, you're, you're coming on in a couple of years. Do you have those passionate um, arguments often or, or have you seen some passionate ones in the years? Sure. We've, we, we have passionate ones every week. Um, we have debates um, and there's been times that people propose them and they get three support, three other members to support. There's times that people might propose them and they don't get three others to support. But yes, there's plenty of deep debate um, and even argument at times. All right, so one of the things you said earlier on ESPN, and you talked about, and I think the general public wants to understand, you said every week you work with a clean sheet. Yes. Talk to me about that process, and then how do you, on one hand, have the clean sheet, but on the other hand, have a brain and human knowledge of, of what a team has done all season long, a la their resume? Well, you know, each week we look at the results, um, and we're charged with ranking the best teams, one through 25. So that requires to come with a clean sheet. It, it's, it's separate from the old poll mentality where if you win, you go up and you lose, you move down um, and you find the spots. Here, we're looking at every resume. So obviously there's one week's results added and the data that we look at, we see a full team's resume, games one through 11. Um, and then we discuss and debate those. What was the discussion surrounding Minnesota with a bounce back victory and a team like 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 so many teams, but uh, certainly has every opportunity to control their destiny? Uh, and again, I know you don't project, so I don't want to put you in a bad spot there. But what was the discussion surrounding Minnesota this week? Well, obviously, they, they you know, they had the quality win over a highly ranked Penn State team, uh, went on the road and, and lost a close one to Iowa. Um, but still, as a one loss team. Um, you know, as you mentioned, bounce back had a win, and that's you know the committee felt very strongly about uh, Minnesota and their performance. I will ask you the same question um, about Baylor uh, as well, and where you rank them. Yeah, uh, you know Baylor had a dominant win over Texas, um, and you know that's coming off of a close loss against a highly ranked Oklahoma team. And when you add that to their ranked wins that they already have over an Iowa State and Oklahoma State, 
uh, the committee felt Baylor deserved to be ranked number nine this week. Rob, this coming up week um, or in years past, what, was there ever any discussion like, but hey, it was their rival? Like, is there, are the discussions change at all surrounding rivalry week? No, not necessarily. We're watching the games. I mean, the piece in, in that that matters is the location of the games, you know, whether it's a road win or a home win, road loss, you know, those things matter, um, but not, not necessarily the definition of a rivalry game. When you're discussing a team and you're breaking them down, do you discuss a team's flaws? Yes, we discuss their strengths, uh, their weaknesses, who's available, who's not available, uh, where they have been strong, where they have been weak, maybe how they've improved in certain areas throughout the year, or maybe how they've regressed in certain areas. So yes, all of that is discussed. Um, on the heels of that question, what was the discussion and, and how close was it surrounding Ohio State and LSU flip-flopping? Because they've done that a couple of times uh, this season. Yeah, we're four rankings in, and Ohio State was ranked number one in, in rankings one and four, and LSU in two and three. Uh, I think the difference this week uh, that, you know, had Ohio State jump over LSU is, you know, that quality win over Penn State. So that gives each of them um, wins over – three wins over ranked teams. And then you add into that, as we've mentioned on here before, Ohio State's probably the most consistent, complete team we've seen this year. Okay. So here's, here's a scenario for you, and I love when you break it down for us and for all of America, so they can be smart at the water cooler tomorrow. When a committee views a win over, let's say, Texas in LSU's case, where at the beginning of the season, they were highly ranked um, at that time, and since they have slipped, how does that discussion change, or, or how does that happen, or how does that progress and mature throughout the season for a team like LSU? Yeah, and that ties back to the clean sheet, right? Because not only, I mean, every team changes every week because they have a new result. And what happened in week two um, might mean one thing in week 10 when we start our rankings, but it might mean something different in week 14. Um, so, you know, it's not only what you do, but it's what your opponents do as well. And fortunately, when we're evaluating these resumes, we get the full schedules put up on the board and we get to see that. So um, this was something that was brought up as well. Do you do you use the term complete win or do you say, man, they won. It's in the W column. They survived. They advanced. They got another W. They didn't lose. Or do you use the term complete win? Uh, I mean, obviously, we know who wins and loses. Uh, <laughs> and that's why you watch the game so that we understand how the games play out. We do not incent margin of victory. Okay. Um, however, you know, we do pay close attention to how games unfold. Um, and, you know, sometimes uh, a, a narrow victory might still be something that, you know, that looked more dominant than it was. Um, so we are watching the games for that very reason. You know, I love that you brought up this point because early on in the college football playoff, there was the idea from some coaches that I didn't think really understood the process as we were all learning it and it was new. And they were talking about running up the score and impressing the committee and doing those things. I think that's a fantastic point that you bring up that you do not incentivize margin of victory. No, we don't. Um, you know, what we're looking at is team performances and who the performance is against. Lastly, Rob, before we let you go, we asked this last week, but if somebody is watching us for the first time, um, how does the committee discuss a key injury to a key player on a team? 
you know, fortunately, you know, we're made aware of all those and we're made aware of exactly when they happen. Um, obviously, you know, people are aware of skilled players, but we're also made aware of, you know, the folks in the trenches and when they're not available and the impact that that has on teams. So, you know, we're fortunate that, you know, we've got staff, um, you know, there's conference reports. Um, and so we're made aware of all that and, and we understand how that impacts games. You know, I just want to thank you uh, as we obviously have another week to go, a, uh, a big week, a couple of weeks here. But I want to thank you because you really give um, you, you pull back the curtain for everybody in America, every fan. You give them a real understanding. I've been fortunate enough to be inside the mock selection committee twice. And I'm telling you, I could go a couple of more times and still keep learning, keep growing. But what I love, why I love doing this every week with you and for the second year in a row is we really do give every college football fan a real concrete idea of how this thing is done, the set of rules, what happens and what doesn't happen. So you can call out Merle or Paul or Bob or Phyllis at the water cooler or at Thanksgiving this week. Well, we appreciate you taking time to come to Two Mocks because we do think it's enlightening to be in the room and see how the technology works, how the conversation works, how the voting works. Um, you know, this is a very, you know, we want this process to be transparent. Yes. You know, there's so many passionate fans, uh, you know, for college football and, and college football is a wonderful sport. Um, and we want to help relay exactly what happens and how the decisions are made to those passionate fans. And I saw a tweet the other day, the whole season matters with the college football playoff. But man, we've got the next 14 days, some amazing and exciting football. And there will be surprises, no doubt. Rob Mullins, thank you so much. Me. All right. He's Rob Mullins. He's the chair of the College Football Playoff Committee. I'm Rachel Barbeau, your host. Make sure you go to the Facebook page, the Instagram of the College Football Playoff or the Twitter and get your questions in and we will work those in next week. Gobble, gobble to you. Wobble, wobble. Have a wonderful and grateful Thanksgiving. For Rob Mullins, I'm Rachel Barbeau. Happy football.